Welcome to episode 25, that's right, quarter of a century. This is Shortbox Summary, a comic book podcast and talking about the movies that help make the books cool. I'm George, I'm your host, and I'm joined by some very, very special guests uh, returning because he is the king of movies on this podcast. We got Aaron Thames. Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> doing well, thank you. And uh, first time on a podcast ever, if I'm not mistaken, we got uh, one of my best friends, Colin Horton. Colin, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Hanging in there. Yeah, I've... Uh, yeah, first I've, time. Breaking that cherry. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah, first podcast I've ever been on, and I've actually just started getting into podcasts, listening to them myself, so this is a whole new experience. Oh man, jumping in the deep end. Look at you now. Yeah. Well, today we are here to talk about Spider-Man from 2002, directed by Sam Raimi, stars Tobey Maguire, Willem Dafoe, Kirsten Dunst, and uh, James Franco. Was this, this felt like the first big comic book movie that mattered in my lifetime. This movie came out, I was 11 years old, maybe 12 years old, and it felt like holy shit, this is different. Because, like, the most recent movies I could remember seeing, like, I didn't really think of Blade as a comic book movie. And so that left, like, the Schumacher Batman movies, which, you know, felt like they were made for younger than me. And that movie came out when I was seven years old. So this felt like the first movie that was, like, made for a young person to think that they were watching something mature. And I think it killed it. But where were you guys? Like, let's let's start with you, Aaron. Where were you when this movie came out? Well... I was, I just moved to LA. Um, I take that back. I'd moved about it. I'd been there about a year because the first day I moved to LA was the day that I went to the, uh, the filming, the taping of Spider-Man. That's right. We talked about this on an earlier podcast. Aaron was in the fucking movie, which is so cool. Aaron is, Congratulations, he's now everyone's closest connection to the MCU, like six degrees of MCU. You got Aaron, like you got one degree. I'd really like to thank you for welcoming me on your podcast. (laughs) Share my experience in my film debut, (laughs) if you will. The classic (laughs) Spider-Man. I mean, that's a good movie to start with your acting yeah. career. Spell, yeah, but, bro. I mean, grace, the, grace the screen. I was the oak. That was it. But, you, you were know. in a third of the <laughs> amount of Spider-Man movies that Bruce Campbell was in. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, he was and, there. That's right. And a quarter as many Spider-Man movies as Tobey Maguire. That's even more exciting. I mean, technically, um, Bruce Campbell's in No Way Home. So, right. You know oh, who is he? Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, all right, all right. That was my scene. Well, Bone Saw is no longer ready. <laughs> At that point, Aaron, what did you like more? Did you like wrestling more, or did you like comic book stuff more? At that point in life, that was when the NWO was popping. Randy, Randy was with the NWO. It was, it was, it was wrestling for the most part, but muscles. And comic book illustrations was always number one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the things I loved about wrestling is they looked like superheroes to me. So. Hell yeah. That was a good time, though. Yeah. I just moved to L.A. That was whole NWO, that too sweet era and the attitude era in WWF or WWE. So a lot of drinking, a lot of parties, a lot of watching that shit with my friends. 
lots of starring in Spider-Man movies. You know, just just doing what. You oh do. yeah, yeah, yeah. As you do. <laughs> like, you know. yeah. Hello, Hollywood. I'm here. <laughs> I have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, May two thousand two. Where were you? I was. Uh, I was thinking about this last night. I'm pretty sure sophomore in high school. And uh, like you, like you were, you just said about pretty much the first comic book movie that kind of came out in my lifetime. I mean, uh, the Batman mm. movies have come out, and they're they are what they are. But this felt like from the few comic books I had read, this felt like ripped right from the pages and slapped onto the screen. Um, and I remember going to the theaters to see this with a bunch of my friends, and we were all excited to see it and probably blown away uh, at everything that it encaptured, which is funny because watching it last night definitely didn't give me the same sense of awe, but because we've come so far, but um, still holds up, still holds up. And so, so yeah, sophomore in high school, probably what, how old are you in high school? Like 15 years old, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So taking a break from marching band and whatever else to go see Spider-Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom took me to this movie and it was so cool because at the movie theater they actually let like little vendors set up and so people were actually selling comic books at the movie theater. And man, there was there was an issue of Spider-Man. I think it was 129, the first appearance of the Punisher. They were selling that for like a hundred bucks. And man, should have uh, should have cashed in all my allowance for that. I could have not retired, but I could buy like a small used car for that now. Like that would that would have been nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. This movie came out May third, two thousand two, and so it was number one at the box office. It bumped off Scorpion King at the at number one. So Scorpion King was number two. You guys saw Scorpion King, right? Jeez, Scorpion King was is that old? Yeah. He yeah. was still the Rock then. <laughs> That's right. Before yeah. before he DJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like it was it was the rock. That's the one then... he didn't even talk in. He, no, he didn't talk in the Mummy Two. He didn't talk in the Mummy. Oh, 2. that's was... the one. You're right. You're right. Scorpion King was all him, and he's all, right. all of a sudden King a good was guy. All him. It's like, why yeah. are you talking now? Yeah. <laughs> he might have. In fact, he might have talked a little too much in the Scorpion King. Hey, Scorpion King, King was a thousand times better than the Mummy. Shut the fuck up, Aaron. Uh, that's uh, that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. Brendan Fraser right now. That movie would have been spectacular. Oh I'm my god, that is, that's the hottest take on this podcast is, yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm upset. The I'm Mummy movies are amazing. Brand. We've been through this. You know what I mean? Um, Number three at the box office was Changing Lanes. I believe that was Ben Affleck and, and Sam L. Yeah. Samuel L, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Number four was Life or Something Like It. Number five was Murder by Numbers. Number six was Deuces Wild. Number seven was The Rookie. Number eight was Jason X. (laughs) Number nine was Panic Room. And number 10 was Hollywood Ending. And so just for like clarity's sake, Scorpion King was number two. That made 2.94 million at the box office the Mm -hmm. weekend Spider-Man came out. Hollywood Ending was number 10. That made 671,000. Spider-Man made 39 million the day it came out <laughs> oh. yeah didn't that bust some records like yeah opening was, day yeah. opening day was 39 million and then opening weekend was over 100 million and it's like that was the record that was held until spider-man 2 in 2004 i think just by so spider-man 1 was beaten by spider-man 2 nothing else came close in between no i don't believe so unless like i mean any. i assume return of the king or something oh, probably yeah, came true. close true 
So worldwide for the year, the number one movie making nine hundred thirty six million was The Two Towers. Number two making eight hundred seventy eight million was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and then number three was Spider Man with eight hundred twenty one million for worldwide gross. Wow. So what a fucking monster this movie was. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like you were saying, it was kind of like the formative comic book movie of our generation. And looking back 20 years now, it's, it's what launched basically what the MCU has become more or less like no other studios have really released anything I can think of that really built into that. I agree, because, I mean, like, you look at all the other movies from around this era, right, like the other comic book movies, and it's like, we got the Punisher, didn't make nearly the same amount of waves, we got the Fantastic Four movies, they no. were movies, <laughs> Elektra, Daredevil, uh, Hellboy was, I think, really good, but, uh, Amazing, you know, yeah. not, but he's, uh, he's not a comic book person that a lot of people know about, I didn't know who he was. That's a good point, sure. yeah. But, like, Spider-Man is Iron a dime Man. a dozen. Like you said, Iron Man would have been the one. Yeah, which is so weird because Iron Man was just like a B grade character that no one gave a shit about. Like he, he never had like a That's top true. ten. I loved Iron Man. Okay, but like he never had like a top ten selling comic is what I mean. Like in in terms oh, of like that. sales and yeah, like yeah, 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 reception, yeah, yeah. I guess like by by the general fan base, like. They're like, fuck, they're making an Iron Man movie. Oh yeah, I guess that's like one of the few left. And then that movie went on to become one of the most important were... movies ever made. Right. When I heard about yep. Iron Man, I'm like, yo, that could be super cool if they do it right. And then I saw the first trailer and I'm like, oh my God, that shit's amazing. And you got to remember, the Spider-Man movies had fallen off. The Batman movies had fallen off. Like there was, like you said, there was a, a stop in superhero stuff for a minute. Well, but then what, three years later, we got Batman Begins, 2005, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that... after Iron Man showed that you can make money again. No, Iron Man was two thousand eight. Eight, yeah. When was Iron Man? So when, whoa, whoa, whoa. When, when was uh the the Batman begin? I'm pretty sure it was two thousand five. Because uh, I remember yeah, I went yeah, to the midnight yeah. show in college for Iron Man. Um, so you're right, Batman. Batman is the one then, not Iron Man. Batman was the one that showed you yeah, can make but money if with you... superheroes again. If you think about that, like Batman Begins, it was almost like a shame to be like a superhero movie, right? right like they yeah. did their, they did the most they could to make it as realistic a world as possible. They like, did. Mm-hmm. That's true. They didn't indulge in any cartoonish elements. And like, I love this Spider-Man movie, but man, there was a lot of cartoon shit in there too. I think it worked right. really well, but like it also but felt how like much cartoon it shit did you world. think was in Iron Man? None. Exactly. Uh... Not that none. much. Not I mean, there was they was they was working off that Batman model, man. Yeah, like, yeah. For, the fact definitely. that a comic book character made a ton of money, they was like, okay, let's try another comic book character. And you know what? Tony Stark is basically our Batman, a regular yeah. guy who's super smart. You know what I mean? The wealthy billionaire. billionaire dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do this shit. Remember, you His can't be a superhero dead. unless He's you're orphan. a billionaire. <laughs> you know. So, but I will say. I did have some uh, some thoughts on this Spider Man. Oh, we're we're gonna get there. There's one more oh. like statistic thing I gotta share. Please. There is a song from the soundtrack called "Hero" by Chad Kroger and mm. Josie Scott. Chad Kroger, the lead singer of Nickelback. Josie yes. Scott, the lead singer of a band called Saliva. And I, I, this is the first time we've done a, a movie on this podcast where I get to talk about this. But this song peaked at number three on Billboard's Top 100 
and it peaked in July, two months after the movie came out. And Wasn't so the it two... not even in the movie though? It was like in the credits. It was in the credits, but it was on the soundtrack. And like it was <laughs> yeah. one of those like the music videos was like half movie, half them yeah. performing on like a rooftop. But mm. the only songs, the songs that like beat it uh, in the one and two spot. Number one, "Hot in Here" by Nelly. Yep. And then number two, "Without Me" by Eminem. And then our our oh, heroes, man. Chad Kroger and Josie Scott, peaked uh, in in the summer. Wow. <laughs> I hated that song. Yeah, it wasn't. I it, the credits started last night while I was watching this, and I was like, "What is yeah. this? This sounds like it was on the soundtrack, but this is not good." <laughs> the Spider Man DVD came with like a PC game demo for like the Spider Man game, and I remember I used to like make a playlist that was just the song "Hero" by Chad Kroger and Josie Scott that was like ten songs long. And then I would load up the demo so I could play the game while the song was playing. And I would do my best to like jump up, like go up as high as I could and then like do the fall and like try to like do it, time it. So it's like right when it crescendos, like they say that a hero can save us. That's like all seventh grade me cared about doing was trying to like film my own music video, basically. Pumping your fist in the air, home alone Mm -hmm. in your PJs. Yeah, it's like I need to go to the school dance tonight. I'm busy. I'm making something. <laughs> this making is art. art. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick summary of the movie: After being bit by an irradiated spider, young and reclusive Peter Parker gains superpowers that teach him the meaning of responsibility and heroism, despite the call to evil by his best friend's father. Makes it sound a little more Shakespearean than it probably deserves. Mm-hmm. But uh, revisiting this movie, I actually thought there was a lot of a, a lot of like play influence. Like when Willem Dafoe is talking to the Green Goblin, like oh, that yeah. feel that feels like something out of like Hamlet. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. So, For what sure, do we the think? scene of him yeah. walking up to the mirror? Sorry. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Walking that towards the mirror, yeah. holding the uh, the newspaper clip. Oh, uh, incredible! The, the board members who have been murdered. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. They show him like actually walking like as the goblin and then switching over to Norman. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't do that. And, then that was <laughs> such... and the hair was in his face when he was the goblin talking yeah. in the mirror. And then when it's himself, like, no, if I, you know, it's all brushed back and everything. Dude, not yeah, just yeah, that, okay. but when he's, when he's uh, Harry Osborn, he's got like really nice teeth. Yep. And then yeah. when it's Norman Osborn, or sorry, when it's Norman Osborn yeah. talking, uh, he's got really nice teeth. And then when it's Green Goblin in the mirror, he has like his actual fucked up teeth. <laughs> and like yeah. the studio was like, no, you have to have nice teeth. Like you can't be this rich a person in the movie and have bad teeth. And it's like, that's how they figured out a way to work it in, which is just yeah. so smart and so funny. I would have loved to be there. So much. Duke can do so much. One of my favorite actors, who I think is on like that Rushmore underappreciated bad guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Him, yes, he is. Like um, um, Gene Hackman, I think that dude is underappreciated as a villain in movies and shit like that. Um, you know, it's it's a few guys out there, but it's a, Bradley like Cooper, John Cleese. John yeah. Cleese is fantastic as a villain. Ever since I... Ricochet and all the other shit he's done, man. And Timothy Oliphant, the old man. Who's that? Uh, Timothy... Yeah, from a uh, Die Hard Four or Live Free and Die Hard. The guy from Justified. Yeah. He's just a really oh, yeah. solid, like, smart He's villain. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Die Hard 4. I, didn't <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> he tap no. dances on a jet at one point. So that's. <laughs> that was movie. why I stopped <laughs> watching Die Hard 4. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm still going to watch every single one that comes out. And they, I have. Yeah. They went they to Chernobyl in five. So. <laughs> also, has Spider Man ever been bit by a spider? 
as viciously as in this movie. Oh like, yeah, Spider, that was like, rears his head back and like dies in this thing. Look like no, when they even they show his ribs. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, when they show when they show his hand. Uh, I would like to point out, speaking of the bite, I appreciate how quickly this movie jumps into the act. Like, within the opening credits are done, and in two minutes, he's bitten oh, yeah. by the spider. And you already I, know who yeah. Mary it was Jane all is. Ass Harry. The story set up and moving through this movie. Yeah. yeah. But also, if I were him in a, on a field trip, looking at genetically enhanced spiders at like this crazy lab and someone's like actually one's missing and then i got bitten i would not keep that to myself <laughs> I'd, I'd be like uh, <laughs> uh something happened here <laughs> what's where's your liability insurance like where's that nosy ass teacher who running people face for talking hey also that teacher looked like he was maybe a year older than the students i know well you know black don't crack but my man was like, <laughs> that dude was 42 at least. But that brother was, you could tell he was just over these children. Like, yeah. oh, my man just seemed like a New York teacher, just tired of everybody. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You need to shut up while the teacher is talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. We talked about it a little bit, but Colin, what did you think revisiting the movie? I, I, I'm surprised that it held up. I was expecting it to be corny and cheesy and but one of the things I do when I watch movies is I always hit up IMDb and read the trivia about it and I was surprised and not surprised to find out that a lot of the sets were from some of Tim Burton's Batman films specifically the uh, uh, the Osborne like mansion mm-hmm. and that Raimi did everything he could to film it in a way where people wouldn't recognize that but the fact that it was part of like that gothic architecture throughout the city it still felt really comic booky, which is cool because the first things that I noticed about the first two Batman films, Batman and Batman Returns, is how much they look like ripped from the page of a comic book. So I love that Spider-Man kind of kept that motif and kind of kept doing that. And that, I mean, Defoe really chews the scenery. He like eats it up and is great as Goblin. And um, Tobey Maguire was a solid... He's a solid Peter Parker, kind of like certain actors can be good Bruce Waynes, but maybe not great Batman. Mm-hmm. He was a great Peter Parker and a pretty solid Spider-Man. I think I think Garfield is probably my favorite Spider-Man, but Tobey Maguire is probably my favorite Peter Parker. And uh, But overall, yeah, it was solid casting for everybody, and I think it flowed really well still 20 years later. Yeah. Aaron, what did you think? Well... Ironically enough, we talked about Batman so much, which was actually my first movie that I felt like was my comic book movie to my 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 era. That first Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson, hmm. and this movie had a lot of that to it. How I felt, you know what I mean? Music, like you said, the sets even looked the same, and that answered something that I was about to ask. I'm like, did they have any ties to the original Batman movie? Just the way that they were. The sets look the same. The steam coming up from everything. All the streets are wet. Homie flying through the air and, you know, the above traffic shots. I mean, it was all, to me, the first Batman. Even, like, the scene where the Green Goblin comes through, like, you know, the the, the party or whatever they have going on, the festival with the balloons and shit. Mm-hmm. It was just like the Joker parade 
and Batman comes through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you swap prints for Macy Gray. Gray. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and still got purple on the stage. I'm like, yo, this mm-hmm. shit is not even in the set from that scene. Look just like some Universal Studio shit. Like I was like, is this tor- tornado the ride? I thought I'd like sat in line. <laughs> but with all of this shit, because it did not look good and all these other things, this was my favorite Spider-Man movie when I first watched it. And to me, it was better than the others until I saw Spider-Verse and the most recent one with Tom Holland. And then, yeah, I mean, the animated Into the Spider-Verse, to me, that's the best Spider-Man anything. Well, that one, that one's fantastic. That, it's, it's, it's perfect. But before that, to me, this was the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, the one from O2. And watching it again last night, all this shit that I thought was cheesy and cornball still, and oh my god, they stealing everything from Batman. And by the way, real quick, what was the name of the director? Sam Raimi? Sam, Sam Raimi. Well, man is good at scaring the shit out of me. Watching this movie, I watch a lot of horror movies. I don't get scared. You know what I mean? slasher stuff. I love that stuff. There are certain horror things that scare me, but this wasn't even horror. This is like my brother jumping out of a corner yelling "Ah!" at me. It was a lot of those (laughs) moments in this movie. And I've seen this movie God knows how many times, and this fucker still gets me all the time. (laughs) Especially the scene where he's hugging his son, like, you know, yeah, we don't need these people, fuck them. And then just the Green Goblin's face pops up. Ah! Like, yeah. I'm like, where the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, it got me too. I was, I completely that forgot about that. That shit Love this fucking thing. But no, this movie still, to me, still holds up. And I'm not going to say it's number one, but it's still, man, one of my favorites. And I just saw a lot of things I didn't like, and it still didn't ruin it for me. That makes mm-hmm. it even stronger in my mind. You know what yeah. I mean? I love that shit. That, it was fantastic to me. I liked this movie when it first came out, but I thought the second one made it so, like, I would never watch the first one ever again. Like, I just think that the second one is probably, like, my favorite comic book movie of all time. But rewatching it last night, you guys both hit on two things that I really want to bring up. And the first one being, like, how scary it actually is. Like, <laughs> Sam Raimi does, like, horror. So, like, even that scene, like, where Peter is, like, going into the wrestling ring. And, yeah. like, all those, like, um, entourage chicks for... Yeah, uh, for, for, for bone saw. <laughs> yeah, like that was like a haunting scene. Like that was like a scary scene, right? Because like <laughs> they're, they're like made to look face. like yeah, they're made to look like monsters in this dark alley, and they're just like you know throwing popcorn on them. Like it's like a really like tense scene. The spider yeah. bite I thought was like incredibly well done. Colin, you talked about like just how the flow of it was really good. I timed it. It's so, like the first three minutes of the movie are opening credits. Then we get seven minutes until he's bitten. Jeez. And then, and then it's like by minute fourteen is when he starts like playing with his powers, and it's just like holy shit, this moves so fast. And then yeah. he does like minor crime things, you know, like minor heroics. Yeah. And then by like an hour ten, I think is like when that festival starts, mm-hmm. like wow. the first encounter with Green Goblin. And then the movie's two hours long, right? And so like right. it doesn't feel like two hours; it feels like a ninety-minute movie. It just moves so fast. And the second thing was the score. Like Danny Elfman is the guy who did like the Batman soundtrack, yeah. right? And he fucking crushed it in this. Is the same. Yeah. And I was like, that's got to be Danny Elfman. I couldn't think of his name, but I was like, you know, it's got to be that dude. Yeah, it's got to be that guy. Yeah. 
I did. I noticed <laughs> something in there that George. I think you and I have talked about this before, but do the Marvel comics and DC comics take digs at each other in their movies, like friendly digs? <laughs> because yeah. Aunt May at one point refers. She says to him, "You're not Superman." Yeah, and they both like share yeah. a joke, which I think yeah. was always the point of like Marvel movies are top tier because that means the DC universe lives within the Marvel universe. Yeah, like it, it's the fictional universe to yeah. to the real Marvel. Yeah, there's that, and then when he's like trying to shoot the web, he goes up, up and away, web, right? Like oh, yeah, he does yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. which is like what Superman does, and then he also does yeah. Shazam, which is like I guess like another yeah. DC reference. And so I think I think it's just to do that. I think it's to be like, look at that fake bullshit that they that Superman is so fake. Why can't, it sucks that he's not real like me, Spider Man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone in one of them. It could be worse. It could be blue tights or some shit like that. Someone Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like this movie so much because like the last Spider Man comic I can remember reading before this movie came out was like the Clone Saga that was going on, which lasted like probably three years which is like you know two and a half years too long for what the story was and so i remember like not even really liking spider-man that much just because i thought those comics sucked and then this movie came out and just sort of like changed my perception and spider-man for whatever reason has always been like my mom's like my mom's two favorite superheroes are spider-man and the incredible hulk right i think it's because she was like 20 when the show started for incredible hulk and she's just like yeah this is cool <laughs> the weird show Bro. with bill bixby and Lou Ferrigno. motherfucking Ferrigno. Good God. Don't even try it. That's my main man. Uh, <laughs> another another point, though, is that uh, I've, I've realized Willem Dafoe is actually the most dangerous villain he ever goes up against. He is in Spider-Man, not just Pete, uh, Tobey Maguire, but he kills like 12 plus people throughout the yeah. run of the movie. And I think the rest of the characters the rest of the villains who show up throughout the, the reboots and everything they only kill like a handful if any people or maybe they just put like the vulture and does i don't think he kills anybody i know he kills the one guy on his crew but mm -hmm. uh yeah i was just very surprised that wow right out the gate here's a villain that you don't want to fuck with because he's just actually going to kill people hey big ups to the vulture that's one of the worst characters in comic book history it's an action figure that nobody wanted and they made that dude cool as shit. Yeah, they did. Yo, the vulture, that's the one. <laughs> Thank <Yep>. you. <laughs> well, he's like an old bald man in like a green jumpsuit with shitty wings. Yeah. And then they like gave him like the jacket from the fucking Rocketeer. You know, <laughs> like yeah. a flight suit have, helmet. like the fur collar and everything. I'm like, yo, what's yeah. this dude doing with this fur collar? Is he a buzzard? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're totally right. I got some notes that I want to talk about later with uh, Green Goblin's technology. I got that in my my questions about the movie logic. Um, yeah. But we're going to do a new category. Aaron, you've been on the podcast before. We haven't done this yet. This is a new category called uh, casting casualties. And so these oh. are the people that were reportedly up for the role for they all these get it for respective reason. characters. Yeah. So the studio, uh, Sony Columbia, expressed interest in Leonardo DiCaprio when they tried to make the movie back in like 95. Like James Cameron was originally attached to direct the Spider-Man movie. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, movie. I'm sorry. It's like that's a much different movie. Yeah, it's a very, very different movie. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. An Oscar, if that were the case. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Freddie Prince Jr. makes sense. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, unfortunately. Sony the most wanted Jude Law. 
I mean, how old uh, were any of these people? I feel like Tobey Maguire was still younger than it, all the people you just named. <laughs> Tobey Maguire was Freddie 26. Prince. Freddie Prince was young as shit, wasn't he? Yeah, Freddie Prince was young. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, who else did they want? They wanted Wes Bentley. Ooh, he would have been great. Who's Wes Bentley? He, Who's that? He's the bad you guy know, I don't in know the why ghost... I don't names. He's the guy in the Ghost Rider movie. He's also on uh, he's Yellowstone. He's American Beauty. American Beauty. Oh, yeah. Who is he on Yellowstone? He's like the lawyer son of Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at... I finished Yellowstone uh, like last week, and I saw that kid's face. I'm like, yo... They got to do something with him in the hero realm. You know what I mean? Marvel, DC, somebody. He played Blackheart in Ghost Rider. Well, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, on, Ain't nobody watching. No. <laughs> and Colin, you're right. Yeah, he's the weirdo in American Beauty who like filmed the bag floating. That's yeah. right. That's right. I, That's I wonder right. if they didn't pick him just because he, he does have villainous eyes. You know who I didn't recognize? I was in this movie real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I it just thought of this. The wolf dude from True Blood was Flash Thompson. Oh, yeah, Joe Manganiello, yeah. yeah. That's him, yeah. He really grew into his nose. His nose is huge <laughs> in this movie as Flash Thompson. Now it looks perfect and chiseled and everything. because he Help, grew into He's got it the beard, too, that goes with it. That, too, yeah. He's Full also married to Sofia cheeks. Vergara, which really... Oh, uh, yeah. Really helps age him too. Yeah, just like oh, shit, you're a, you're a man. <laughs> like, most of the time, most of the time, the older you get, the bigger your nose and ears get. His <laughs> nose did got to get bigger. He's working all right, you know. Adrian Brody. Oh yeah, he's still growing into that. <laughs> like, he, Joe, he did not look like a high school student. He yeah. actually auditioned oh, for Peter Parker. Yeah, it's a good thing they passed on what? that. What? Yeah. <laughs> They look like Craven the Hunter. Ain't no damn Peter Parker. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Who else auditioned? Uh, Scott Speedman auditioned. James Franco originally auditioned for Peter Parker. Frankie yeah. Muniz auditioned. <laughs> Topher Grace. <laughs> and <laughs> years so earlier when Stan Lee, the creators, co-creator of Spider-Man, uh, was asked who he wanted to play Spider-Man, his answer was John Cusack. I think in, in the mid-90s, early 90s. Hmm. No, thank you. All right, this might be a hot take. Topher Grace would have been really good. Topher Grace, I think that dude would have been dope. He he shares similarities with Tobey Maguire. Like they kind of look have same body type. They kind of look alike, and they can both be awkward, sarcastic, and funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, I'm glad they brought him in eventually for Venom. But um, yeah, I would yeah, I'd say hot take being Topher Grace could have been a solid Spider Man. Yeah. Eric Foreman was just popular Peter Parker. That's what I thought. Popular, <laughs> dumb Peter Parker. <laughs> At least he had a click and didn't worry about everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to hear who is up for Norman Osborn? Please. Mm-hmm. Go. Nicholas Cage. Yes. God, no. <laughs> John Isaacs. <laughs> Hey everyone, Future George here. I said John Isaacs. I was very tired. Uh, I meant to say Jason Isaacs, who's probably best known for playing uh, Lucius Malfoy, Draco's dad in uh, the Harry Potter series. He's also Colonel William Tavington, the super shitty dude who kills Heath Ledger in The Patriot. And then like one of the most iconic fucking hilarious scenes in Entourage. So that's Jason Isaacs, not John Isaacs. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. My bad. Love you. Bye. 
Okay. I can't, I can't place that face. I can't remember. Oh what was the movie he was in? I cannot remember off the top of my head. He had one big, like, oh, fuck. Okay, that guy. Let me Maybe it's a good thing now. he was a Norman Osborn then. If we hey, everyone. Future George again. Uh, Harry Potter. I couldn't remember Harry Potter. Fuck, that's embarrassing. Love you. Bye. Remember who yeah, he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else? John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. John Travolta. Hell no. no. Yeah, that, w- that would have been the worst movie ever. Sorry, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> Robert De Niro. No, I can't. Because no. that was, this was right after Copland, right? Copland was yeah. like 98. Copland. And so this would have been like the last year I think you could have gotten like a believable villain role from Wait, Cop Robert Land? De Niro. The, the Sylvester Stallone movie? Yeah. Oh. I didn't remember. I, I got to watch that movie again. I don't remember De Niro in that movie. He was the like internal affairs officer. I believe it, yeah. And then the last one is like who the studio originally wanted. This guy actually moved his schedule around so he could do it, but like it just never worked out. Billy Crudup. Ooh, yeah. But he was, wasn't he deemed too young? He was deemed too young. That's why they uh, later passed on. But he's like the guy from Almost Famous, if you remember that movie, Aaron. Nope. The lead singer. Lead singer. I'm Um, a golden god. Yeah. (laughs) He he played uh, Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. And uh, Musgrave uh, in Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. Blue Wiener guy from Watchmen. <laughs> oh! Or no. Big Fish, you know, no. that's another solid... Oh, I love Big Fish. Yeah, he's the son in Big Fish, the one who's, like, pissed yeah. at his dad. Oh, I got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think a Leo Spider-Man with a Mel Gibson Norman Osborn would have been a really dark but gnarly Spider-Man movie. Directed by James Cameron. Oh my god, yeah, that would be... Holy shit, that would have been cool. You ready for now, Mary Jane Watson? Oh, yes. No, please. Because I'm about to say all of these would have been better. <laughs> Kate Bosworth. Sure. Mm. Elizabeth Banks, who auditioned, said she was too old, and that's why she's Betty Brant. That's why she's like the secretary to Jonah Jameson. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eliza Dushku. Who could easily, like, could be Kirsten Dunst's, like, sister or cousin. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Mina Suvari. No. No. Jamie King. Which one is Jamie King? Sin City. Yeah. Which, wait, wait uh, or is that no, Jamie Presley? Future George again. Uh, Jamie King was absolutely in Sin City. Uh, she played Goldie slash Wendy in Sin City. This is might not be the last time you hear from me. I'm sorry. I just want to give you an accurate podcast. Love you. Bye. No, Am I thinking the right Jamie? <laughs> Like now that I think about it, wait, is that Jessica Alba? <laughs> Jessica Alba is definitely, Alba's definitely in Sin Well, Jessica City. Alba is in Sin City, but the girl but, in uh, Marv's story in uh, Oh, Sin no, City. that was... That's that's just that's Jessica Alba. Not the dancer, not the dancer. Oh, um, but that's the, the that's the one from Marv's story, though. Oh, no, that's the one from... Um, I'm sorry, that's I got it mixed up. 
She's Goldie in the in Sin City. She You're talking Goldie. Hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's Homegirl? That's one of her? I don't know. That's a Jamie. I don't know which Jamie that is. <laughs> uh, we don't know if that's the Jamie. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Fucking, in my opinion, Mary Jane is the unattainable girl. The knockout, the 10 or 11, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's the most popular girl in school. Everyone drools over her. She's the totally unattainable girl. She's not Gwen Stacy. I thought the casting that they did of uh, Sabretooth was more of a girl next door, not really what I imagine in <laughs> you, you call her Sabretooth? Are you making fun of her, yeah, her little her snaggle tooth? <laughs> the, the pear? She'll fuck okay. a sandwich up, dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, three more names for it. Kate Hudson actually turned down the role. Ooh, she would have been good, though. She would have been great, yeah. Tara Reid was apparently offered the role. Uh, which she makes sense. offered it? Yeah, which makes sense. This was, like, peak of her powers, because this was, like, I think between American Pie 1 and 2. Yeah. So before she shot her career in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, final person I saw was Alicia Cuthbert. Hmm. Like Jack Bauer's daughter from Twenty Four. Oh, that's who I meant when I said earlier is Kirsten Dunst's. I got her uh, confused with Eliza Dushku. <laughs> Eliza Dushku. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, she would also her. have been a good one, but uh, I, I think she'd been an improvement. <laughs> Kate really? That's the one. Yeah, she'd have been great. You're not a fan she of really uh, Kirsten? Nope. Uh, fair, fair. No. I think that's actually Although, a really interesting point. Like, she would have been a great Gwen Stacy. Yeah. She'd have been Keep... a, the best Gwen Stacy. Kirsten Dunst would have. Okay. But yeah. if Mary Jane, come on, man. Come on, man. True. Y'all kidding. But uh, what, what was I just going to say? Um, I will say, she was very believable. And I watch a lot of movies and wind up hating, like, you know, the main chick in, in movies for some reason. You know, like the girlfriend or whatever. I'm like, you know what? You overreacting. This dude is a hero. He out here saving lives and you mad because he wasn't home on time. Like that kind of shit annoys me. And she was nothing like that. Everything that she was upset about when she broke up with this dude, when she didn't want to talk to that guy. I agree with you, girl. I've been I've been the same way. <laughs> yeah, she did kiss. Her Spider-Man. boss, by the way, is a piece of shit. I don't like her working at that cafe she was working at. First off, you see the skirt that they had her wearing that outfit? I'm like, what kind of hoochie burgers y'all serving over here? I'm like, come on, man. And then my man will come out in the street and talk shit to her across the street so everybody knows her business. Over on, six dollars. Six dollars was over missing. Six raggedy ass dollars. Like, bro. Yeah, but that was two thousand two dollars, so True. I would have gotten four <laughs> gallons of gas, not not one gallon of gas. Please. I mean, Parker <laughs> li- says later on, he's like, I'll take you out for a burger as long as it costs less than $7.84. Yeah. These kids were poor. Exactly. Broke out in these streets. Yeah. Another thing, wasn't a lot of people making references about them looking old for their yeah. characters? They don't look. They didn't I look didn't see high that. High schooler. Oh, really? You thought no. they looked of age? I thought they looked the age to me for the movie, not for high schoolers. Because they're only high schoolers for this much of the movie. True. Because they, they graduate, and then now they're in college, and they're living their lives. They got their own apartments. Now, they look like people who are in college. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they, they really went from high school and then they just started like they looked like they were fucking twenty five. And they were all like acting like they were twenty five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's change your outfits. All right, you're gonna start wearing deep bees. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Last category for casting casualties. Uh J. Jonah Jameson. It should be noted that Stan Lee said if there's ever a Spider-Man movie he wanted to be J. Jonah Jameson. They made him audition, and he did not get the part. Of course he wouldn't get the part. No. I mean, that was probably the most correct casting choice in the history of Spider-Man films. Like, uh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons just is J. Mm -hmm. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Yeah. J.K. Jonah Jameson. That's <laughs> <laughs> the other actor, and he's, of, he's in the new one as well, correct? Yeah, he, he kept yeah. the role. They yeah. modernized. Yeah, now he's like too. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. The other actors up for the role greatest. were Arlie Emery, like the drill sergeant oh, from Full Metal Jacket. Ermy, oh, Arlie yeah. Ermy, Ermy. Sorry, I, I thought it was Emery. Oh, uh, Hugh Laurie. Is yeah. that House MD? Yeah, right? but that's oh, okay. Michael Keaton, who is my favorite pick. Ooh, that would have been good too. Michael Keaton is like my favorite pick for everything, though. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah, I screamed when he was up for Best Actor and fucking Eddie Redmayne won for Theory of Everything. I screamed <laughs> so loud that the bar we were at like stopped talking. Like everyone looked at me. Uh, Fred Ward, like Robin from the uh, the sixties Batman show. Really, Colin? Maybe your favorite. Was it Fred Ward? I thought it was Burt Ward. Oh fuck! It is Burt Ward. God damn. Okay, I'm tired. Thank you. Isn't Fred Ward from uh, like he's the comedic actor who passed he away is the recently? Actor. That's Fred yeah, Willard, son of a bitch. Willard, yeah. I yeah. Confu- I confu- That's Fred my... Willard, not Fred Ward. Fred Willard, yeah. <laughs> who are you? I'm good talking... with these old people things. Oh fuck! Fred Ward is the guy from um... Tremors. 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 Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. He's just a little too southern, I think. A little yeah, too, would like, have been a good asshole, but yeah, yeah. not the right New York asshole. Uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton is the final actor that was up for. Absolutely not. Yeah. I love I, Bill Paxton too, but he ain't no J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, they could have slot, slotted him in something else, but not not for uh, not for J. Jonah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Michael Keaton is probably the only one on that list who probably who could step into those shoes and also be that role jk i agree with that all right really quick grade for the movie at the time grade for the movie now what's your scale like a Uh, like a A, yeah a through f Hmm. the grade scale is on burritos one burrito it's good if it's two burritos it's amazing <laughs> yeah it's a burrito with a side of fish sticks oh, it's like oh shit <laughs> well, it, what if you don't experience. even get a burrito it's just two tacos eh. All right. I probably thought it was a burrito with guac back in the day but uh, oh. I think last night it was like a reheated burrito like leftovers yeah. But like still, still delicious but like yeah, okay, right. so that, just so we're clear that's an A then probably like a B now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. probably a solid A minus in 2002. Yeah. And then, yeah, this probably felt like a solid B second time around. I think I agree with that. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, I want burritos. I would have to say, for me, it was a rock solid A. 
initially because it like I take that back. It was an A plus initially for me. It was one of my favorite movies. You're saying that because you're in it. Superhero movies. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> certain things make you know films legendary films. And, you know, <laughs> I happen to be in that one, and the way I held the O on Bone Saw. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever do it like that again. Ever. Not like that. It never yeah. be done. Not like that. Um, how much? How much footage of like <laughs> Olympic judges did you watch in preparation for that? Like, okay, oh, this zero. Is I had no idea we was going. Zero <laughs> idea we was going. But I'm gonna tell you, at 40 minutes and 56 seconds, lightning strikes on that screen, and it's magic. <laughs> Twelve years tap, three years cabaret. Here I am. A star is born. That shit was fantastic. No, but um, to watch it today, like as a movie, it takes a bit of a hit. Like if I'm going out, you know, if I'm dating somebody, I'm all, hey, hey, you need to check this movie out. I'm not gonna sell it as being one of the greatest movies ever. Mm-hmm. It's very good, very dear spot in my heart, though. So for me, I give it a, a, a B minus right now. Okay. Yeah. What would you, George? What would you rate it on, like plot, not overall, sto- like characters, who is hired to play the roles, music, just like straight up, as someone who reads a ton of comics, like plot. I think it's pretty good. Like, it's weird because it doesn't feel like a lot happens. But uh, the action that does happen is super fun. You get, like, a full arc from uh, from Green Goblin. Like, I actually think, like, the how much time they spend with a villain is mm-hmm. excellent. And I feel like that's maybe one of the worst parts about, like, current MCU movies. It's just, like, how right. little time we see the villain. Like, we see the villain's impact, but we don't really spend time with them. But, like, those scenes... Right. I have a bunch of notes of just like the stuff that I think is like done really well in this movie. And like every montage is fucking excellent. Like that scene where Peter's like sketching out all the different costume ideas mm-hmm. and just like the way time is passing there. Fucking excellent. When after uncle Ben dies and Peter starts like being a hero and it's just like a, a montage of like all these people being like interviewed, talking about how they feel about Spider-Man and just like seeing him stop, like, you know, some light crimes, like, all that stuff is really well done. And so like that feels like a condensed issue of a comic book right there. It's like, it, it really does feel like I'm like a graphic novel, right? Like you get like an A story, B story, and then you get like enough meat content to like fill out everything else. Like, I think the plot's awesome. It's not like, obviously it's not comic book accurate. Like they just changed a whole bunch of things for seemingly no reason. <laughs> Where it's like uh, that scene, like we're going to talk about this later when we get to references, but like, when he drops Mary Jane off the bridge. Yeah. Like that is like one of the most iconic scenes in all of Spider-Man comics, but it was never Mary Jane, right? Like that was Gwen Stacy. Right. And Peter manages to like get a, get a web on her. He thinks he saves her, but she dies anyway. And like, that's like Mm -hmm. a super informative moment for Peter. Right. And so like, they changed that completely and made it. So like, you can't really do that scene (laughs) in in this movie series now. Um, but I don't, I don't think comic book movies need to be comic book accurate to be good. And I think this did a really good job of translating the, the vibes of the comic into a movie. Solid. All right. This one's fucking long and I'm really sorry. Uh, best line. And so I'm going to go through, you just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if this should be considered for the best line. And then we can decide Mm -hmm. if it's a, a, a best line winner or not. 
I'm liking uh, it. First thing in the movie, this, like any story worth telling, is all about a girl. That girl, the girl next door, Mary Jane Watson. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. down okay. Norman Osborne going, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. All right. Uh, the next person to talk will fail this course. I kid you not. That was the teacher. I only threw that in there because I started saying I kid you not because it sounded so fucking cool and like definitive when the teacher said it. I've never heard anyone say I kid you not. So that was like, that meant a lot to 11 year old George. It seems like it's a no from you guys. But that's okay. Especially in his like whisper voice. He's like, he's trying to be quiet. Fail this course. I, I kid, kid you, you not. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. He's going to murder. <laughs> yeah. Teach has got a knife Come on with him. Me, man. You're going to die. Kid <laughs> you not. Uh, Norman's like scientist assistant guy. He said they have to take it back to formula. He has one line where he goes, now I'm asking you for the last time. You can't do this, <laughs> which I just love that he's not asking of anything. Um, all right, moving on. These are the years a man changes into the man he's going to become the rest of his life. Just be careful who you change into. This guy, Flash Thompson, he probably deserved what happened. But just because you can beat him up doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's aces. Can, can I like <laughs> say something about that line, though? Yeah, please. yeah. I, I I was trying to pay attention to what lines really stood out, and obviously the great power with great responsibility one is kind of like low hanging fruit, just because mm-hmm. everybody every Spider Man movie's got that right, mm-hmm. or at least it's got it in one of the franchise pieces. Um, but the beginning of that line, before you get yeah. to him punching Flash, like this is the time when you choose to become the man that you're going to become. That yeah. is a good line. And That's I why think, I love that line. Yeah, that's yeah. a solid piece right there before he gets into like the other stuff. But that, that one really resonated. I like that a lot. That 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 resonated with me too. Like, you know, the great come great responsibility, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything lead up to it, like you said. That was that that's what got me. All right. So that's probably the front runner right now. I would say so. Uh the montage scene where everyone's like being interviewed. He stinks, and I don't like him. Uh, just, I said that so much about people in in middle school. And then the like the punk rock chick guy with eight hands sounds hot. Sounds hot, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> I know great. this fucking Zena. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good one too. Oh wait, yeah. that was Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I missed that one. I, I, I only noticed it because I was sitting there reading the trivia and the it trivia, came up yeah, before, from, before the scene. I was like, that line, I'm turning my ears on to make sure I hear that so I recognize who the character is. Can I can I add one to that list? Or are you done reading yeah. or no? Oh no, I've got like ten more. Oh, well more. then you actually might say it then, so never mind, keep going. If we can get a picture of Julia Roberts in a thong, we can certainly get a picture of this weirdo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was good. <laughs> Uh, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? That was such a funny line that probably couldn't fly today. <laughs> definitely wouldn't fly today. Yeah, that movie, de- that, like, that's a meme itself. We have a meme category coming up later, but, like, holy shit. When, when it's like, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband make it for you? And then it's like, <laughs> fucking macho man being like, actually, your heteronormative, like, world views. <laughs> like, it just, like, launches into something. It's really good. 
Especially if he was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, he did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're very proud. <laughs> what a lovely supportive relationship you must find yourself in. Uh, you could have taken that guy apart. Now he's getting away with my money. I missed the part where that's my problem. That's the one I was going to throw in there. The missed the part where that's my problem. Only because of what happens after the fact. So. Oh my god, so good. Ugh. Uh. The way Willem Dafoe is like flying away at the festival and he just goes, we'll meet again, Spider-Man. <laughs> like that's yeah. mostly delivery, but holy shit, what a delivery. Yeah, it is. Straight out of the pages. Oh, right really out the pages. <laughs> uh, when Norman is talking to the Green Goblin, he goes, where are you? And he goes, follow the cold shiver running down your spine. Like that part was fucking terrifying. That was yeah. really yeah. well done. Especially in a room filled with those masks, like those, yeah. the, and the Sam Raimi spooky cuts, the way that he's like yeah. zooming yeah. in on the masks real quick, and you're just like, oh, that's what no. he does, man. Hit you with that shit. Well, Jameson going slander is spoken in print. It's libel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that> was, <laughs> love that. He's, he's like, I take offense to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, in spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. The words from Green Goblin ringing in Peter's ears. Uh, this is like one of the worst fucking lines ever, but I love it. Um, you're the one who's out, Gobby, out of your mind when they're fighting in the burning building. Incredible. Love a grown man calling an older man Gobby. <laughs> that was another moment where he kind of scared you. Like you knew he was in the building. Like, mm-hmm. we knew that's Green Goblin the whole time with the shawl on or whatever. Yeah. But it's just Screaming the timing like of the turnaround. Wah! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that, like, throws a cat that, or whatever. Yeah, that canned <laughs> scream of her going, huh, huh, huh. And it's just, like, it's just repeating. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, this is weird. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. The cunning warrior attacks neither body nor mind. The heart Norman. First, we attack his heart. Yes. It's very yeah. fucking... Cold dark shit right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Uh, When Green Goblin firebombs Aunt May's house and he just goes, finish it! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Deliver us from evil! (laughs) (laughs) And laughs at her. (laughs) I'm including this line, but this is like a question I'm stealing from the question category. Uh, When... Aunt May is like talking to Peter, explaining like the first time that he saw Mary Jane. Uh, she says, "You grabbed me." And you said, "Aunt May, Aunt May, is that an angel?" Yeah. And so I'm just wondering of little kids calling women, or not even women, but calling opposite sex angels. Who did it better? Was it here or was it in Star Wars Episode One when Anakin asked Padme if she's an angel? Well, we saw that in the flesh. We're only hearing about it through. Aunt May's voice in this one, but honestly, yeah, it I would sounds say, cuter when Aunt May explains it. Yeah, but also the image of little Peter saying that about like a girl moving in next door, his age versus yep. young Anakin saying it to Padme, who's like twenty years older than him at the time. <laughs> um, plus, that kid just is not a good actor, so I would, uh, I would definitely go with Spider Man version. I think he passed away too, so rest in peace, Jake Lloyd. Did he pass away? I thought he just gave up acting because people were heckling him nonstop. I think he actually passed away from like a DUI, I think. 
even if he passed away, that's not going to stop me from saying he was a terrible actor. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, his life was nice, I'm sure. <clears throat> Uh, first time I ever heard this phrase was when they were battling on the bridge and there's like that one black guy who throws something at Green Goblin and he just goes, oh hey, I got something for your ass and he just like throws a brick at him. Yeah. <laughs> just inc- incredible line delivery by that guy. Yeah, the whole like, you fuck with Spider-Man, you fuck with New York. You want to pick with Spider-Man while he's trying to save a bunch of kids? Yeah. So I know Jake Lloyd is still alive, thank you very much. Oh, he is. Okay, that's good. That's so good. shit I, on him all you want, Aaron. I have told yeah. so many people that he's passed away, so I, I need to... His career <laughs> Away. You I need to send some text dude. messages. This dude gonna wind up dead next two two days, and it's gonna be George's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah as soon as this podcast gets out, yeah, he's spoken all into reality, <laughs> spoken into existence. All right. You spun your last web, Spider Man. Had you not been so selfish, your little girlfriend's death would have been quick and painless. But now that you've really pissed me off, I'm going to finish her nice and slow. It's just the way he says, piss me off. Like, excellent fucking line delivery by Willem Dafoe. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, Two more. I've been like a father to you. Be a son to me now. And he's like trying to slow down Peter so he can like get the the glider to come in and get him from behind. Uh, No matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, the ones I love will always be the ones who pay. And whatever life holds in store for me, I will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift, my curse. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. So I think it's probably the Uncle Ben line, right? Yeah. The, oh, oh, the, the, oh, that the, one? The leading up to the punching flash one, right? Not the... Yeah, yeah. Right, that, right, well, yeah. That, that enti- I just had like that entire line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Entire little dialogue exchange. Also, the exchange that you, it was your second to last line there about like be a, uh, let me be a father to you or because I oh, yeah had I've, a uh, I've been like a father to you now be a son to me yeah because I had a father his name was Ben I kind of wanted to be like that was your uncle that was your uncle <laughs> <laughs> you made it pretty clear right before he died that he was not your dad yeah. <laughs> uh best fight scene there weren't actually that many fights in this movie so I'm gonna say the the wrestling scene with the or I guess the the Flash Thompson school school bully fight scene right in high school. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Where like the, he, the punch is really slow and like he's just like sees the fly and like the way time slows down. That was super cool. Yeah. Uh, the fight nasty. against all some guys spinning oh, out. That's so gross. So yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> the uh, ends, the bone the saw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, so good. Uh, the bone saw wrestling scene. The just like quick montages, I'm gonna count those all as like one fight, right? Like just him like stopping like the random people in the street. Uh, the world peace summit parade festival shit they were doing, like the first fight with Goblin. Yeah, don't you know, Wuff George? (laughs) 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 Wasn't a big Wuff head growing up. Uh, let's see, after that, uh, the bridge fight scene. I'm going to say the bridge fight scene and, or sorry, the fire first. Like the, the, fire, bur- yeah. the burning building. Which has probably my favorite choreography where like when Goblin throws like those three blades right. or whatever and it's just him doing like the slow motion like acrobatic jump. I think that's like still one of the coolest scenes in the movie. And then I want to count the bridge fight scene and then the abandoned mansion on Roosevelt Island as two different fight scenes. So what do you guys think was the best fight scene in the movie? 
I I would go with the final one. It was like gritty, especially when it starts with the slow motion of the 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 bomb blowing up in his face and like ripping mm-hmm. his mask to shreds. You even see his cheeks kind of like yeah do that as he's flung through the walls and then he's just getting his ass handed to him up until the end there um which ends up leading to what i was gonna suggest is one of my favorite lines is just him uh osborne going oh right (laughs) (laughs) his delivery of that was that was up there like george the teenage mutant ninja turtles the oops (laughs) when shredder falls into the truck if you can give a great delivery of like a one word exclamation like that, uh, it I laughed. I mean, it's a great moment, but uh, that, yeah, that whole fight scene uh, I thought was pretty awesome. Especially because I, it looks like Parker's almost pulling his punches when he realizes who he is fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, I guess he's realized before that, but he's just like, I don't want to like hurt you. You were my best friend's dad. Um, right. But and that really plays into the whole thing, so. That was my, my You're choice. like a father to me. I want to be like a son to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite uh, fight scene, too. The the end, I mean, I thought this movie finished so strong. That final scene was one of my favorites. Um, a lot of movies kind of run out of steam when you get to that point. Mm-hmm. I thought they picked it up. I love yep. it. So I agree with that's everything like- you said. And that's like one of the most violent fight scenes in a comic book movie, right? Like that, that final, that final scene. Like that's worse than anything in like the MCU, right? Just in terms of like, yeah, well, like feel. Blade, man. Okay, Blade, sure, sure, sure. But yeah. I'm saying, I guess I'm saying like MCU though, like specific, like Iron Man on, like that fight scene. Like you feel the weight of those punches more in the end of Spider Man than. I, I might know. have to rewatch the MCU. I'm trying know. to think. Thanos like, Iron beating the shit when out I, of people. When I saw, uh, by the way, when Thanos rocked Captain Marvel, that was one of the hardest hits I saw and loved it. That shit was so okay. funny. <laughs> I, I, really, I think that was one of the best fight scenes, period, of any Marvel movie. That final whatever scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. And end game. The only, yeah. the runner up, I think, for me personally, uh, is like Civil War when it's like Cap fighting Iron oh, Man. Oh, man. The end. Such mm. a dope scene. You're right. I stand corrected. Oh, because he's That's slamming the, the shield down on his chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, super painful to watch. But, like, this, like this was so fucking visceral, the way they were fighting. Yeah. They did a great oh, job God, in this one, man. So good. Like, I watched, I'm like, holy shit. And, and, and it even felt like, to me, that's the best scene in the entire movie. Like, they finished that strong. I mm. honestly think that was my favorite scene throughout the entire movie. Was the, the, the final scene. Well, the, the final fight. Right. All right. Moving on. Um, best tug on the heartstring. Another new category. So for this, I'm just saying like the most like the, like the best emotional moment. Mm-hmm. And I think there's really only two answers, right? I think it's either Uncle Ben dying, or it's the upside down kiss. I think those are like the two most important scenes. But like even then, I think the kiss is like one of the most important comic book scenes of the last twenty years. Not even for comic books, but like that, it was just such like an iconic pop culture moment. Like the amount of movies that made fun of that or like echoed that afterwards, yeah, I, th- you know. I think like cannot be understated. Mary Jane cheating on her boyfriend, yeah, that's really iconic. Yeah, it's great. The <laughs> 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 <A> harlot. <laughs> I was I was gonna say the 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 end when she tells Peter that she was like, "Look, you're the one I love," and she kisses him, and then he's like 
tough shit. I can't, <laughs> I can't love you back. Like, I can't tell you why, but I can't love you back. Like, that was kind of important, too, because you, as the audience member, know, as with every other superhero who's got a, a relationship on the side, is like, I, I, me doing what I do puts you in harm's way. But she doesn't know that um, he's Spider-Man. And so... Right. I don't know. I felt like that was a pretty powerful moment, especially in a graveyard, <laughs> like at a funeral. She's like, "Let's make they it out real just quick." Put that body in the dirt. Yeah, for her ex-boyfriend's like dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting to the fact that MJ is kind of a piece of shit? Is that what we're all right? No. I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Welcome to my world. She, uh, Peter, go out the, there to be nosy and like, hey, you know, I heard your dad talking shit to you. <laughs> yeah, she actually she accuses him. She's like, "Thanks for standing up for me." And I was like, "He kind of, he kind of did. did. <laughs> he kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't hear him." Yeah. But I mean, you know, at that at the trash cans, and Peter's all making her feel good. And then that quick second, I gotta go. Flash pulls up. Oh God, look at your car. <laughs> it was that fast. He just yeah. had this endearing moment and switch over to Flash's car. Hooker. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, uh, well, yeah, Uncle Ben's death, though. Just, I mean, Cliff Robertson kind of nailed it with his, like, he's, like, trying to cry while he's dying. And all he says mm-hmm. is Peter. Like, that was, I'm pretty sure 2002 me was just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> None of those moments tug at my heartstrings. Wasn't okay. tugging on your... No? None of it, no. Hmm. I can't think of one that did, really. The scene I'm going to add is uh, Peter trying to explain to Aunt May, saying that like the last thing he said to me was him trying to give me advice and me That's the one. in his face. That's yeah. the one. I knew there was one in the movie, but that I none of the ones you mentioned. That was the one for me. The one where he's yeah. trying to tell his aunt, yeah. All right, really quick. Was this movie too early, too late, or just right? I'm going to say just right. I think the technology was there. I think they nailed everything they had to about the look. I think a lot of the stunt acting, you can't tell sometimes when it's CGI. Like, obviously, like, we can assume when it's CGI. The one thing that's, like, really fucking stupid is, like, after the parade shit, when he saves Mary Jane, and he's, like, swinging away. That's just, like, so clearly, like, not a real person. That's, like, a a mannequin (laughs) wearing the Spider-Man suit. (laughs) And it's later been proven that it was, in fact, a mannequin wearing a Spider-Man suit. But I think if you wait any longer... Like, there just weren't a lot of successful comic book movies, right? Like, there weren't a lot of, like, highly regarded comic book movies after this. Like, really until Batman Begins, and then not really until Iron Man, right? Like, this was... I guess X-Men 2 still hadn't come out yet. That was 2003. So, like, I I just wonder... X-Men 1 made money. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but those movies came before. So I'm just thinking, like, how many bad comic book movies would have happened before all of a sudden like oh shit there's nothing here like we're not ready yet for comic book movies and so like the fact that this was a good movie in 2002 like sort of protected it from like all the, the but didn't the, you agree the bad that ones x-men after. came out in 01 correct x-men came out in 2000 X-Men? x-men 2 came out in 2003 right but x the first x-men had come out in 2000 yeah right that one made money, and it had like a lot of people like that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that was the one that kind of got Spider-Man greenlit. They're like, you know, I don't know, but I'm just saying. To me, I felt like you know there were pockets of shit 
superhero movies. Like to me, the last two Batman movies before we had X Men, that's when the the genre basically took a shit to me. But after yeah. that, you know, the X Men kind of brought it back. Blade definitely brought shit back. But like you said, a lot of people didn't see that as a comic book movie. They just what saw about? it as, as, a, as the a Phantom. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, I love the Phantom. The Don't get me solid. started. Yeah, Sex fuck the mummy, good. but give me more than Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Billy Zane? Hell Billy Zane, yeah. man. I'll give take me more Billy all Zane. Of it, dude. We need Billy Zane in the MCU somewhere. Billy Zane need to be working. Y'all crapping out on my main man. The Phantom is one of the best movies, man. It's that so good. That's a man I've killed before. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. Yeah. All right. So, just right, it sounds like. Uh, was there anything the movie was missing to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm speaking about half on the black delegation right now. How come we can't get a Spider-Man movie where the Osborns got their waves? Every time you see them in the comic books, they got the deep finger waves. We don't have no hair waves and no Osborns from none of it. And I will not, as, as amazing as my man was, Willem Dafoe, that's not Harry Osborn if he don't got them waves. Let's have it. So Stop let me get this straight. Us. Sorry. Speaking on behalf of the black delegation, your complaint right. not that there isn't enough black people in the movie, which I think there was three. Bro, it's a history of movies with not enough black people in it. What the fuck do okay. I care? It's another movie. There's not, okay. How many black people in the Spider-Man cartoons and comic books? Exactly. There's okay. nothing new. <laughs> but the um, but the waves. The waves. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's not right. <laughs> you gotta I, give us what we got, man. I would say, and George, well, actually, both of you are gonna know more about this than I will. But comic wise, a lot of the the future movies would introduce characters who would later become someone, or maybe not ever, mm-hmm. but in the comics, you knew who they were. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it would have been cool to like meet Wilson Fisk, maybe in some role like he's just in new york city or maybe there's you know there was hear... a commercial or something about yeah. him or you saw like a property of his that parker was swinging by you know something being built said fisk industry or something yeah that or like uh, maybe auto uh, octavius just mentioned yep. by name I'm, gl- <clears throat> I'm glad you mentioned that i actually have a list of references i can only find three like direct references that i was i was also working today as i was finishing this movie but they were talking about like Eddie can't get a picture of him. They're talking about yeah, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Okay. Who would who would become Venom? Yeah. Um when Peter says he was fired from his job, he was late. Dr. Connors fired oh, me. Yep. That oh, is the lizard. lizard. But then yeah. they introduce the most... him. What's up? They introduce Kurt Connors in the next one. In the second one, right? Yeah, but now he's a professor. <laughs> I feel like he can be both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the bridge scene is like a direct reference to Amazing Spider-Man 122. But those were like all the like deeper references. I mean, granted, I wasn't paying the most attention rewatching because I feel like I've seen this movie a thousand times. But those were the ones I could find. But I totally agree that like there should have been more like sequel planting seeds. I mean, not, e- not even necessarily sequel planting. Like I'm thinking of, um, I mean, George, we've played the Spider-Man games uh for like the, the amazing spider-man on ps4 or 5 and mm-hmm. those always have tons and tons of easter eggs hidden in them about characters you never see they're just like references 
I was really hoping that it would have more of that because it really just kind of was like even Flash Thompson, like, doesn't he become somebody? Eventually? He eventually actually becomes Venom for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so he's like got the most screen time out of anybody else who actually did something. But I, I it really would have been cool to just hear about someone other otherwise uh, or besides Green Goblin and Spider Man mm-hmm. the whole time. But yeah, that was that's what I wish were was in there more gotcha I, I can't really think of anything honestly like i want to say gwen stacy but it's like okay they were just telling a different story yeah and so can't can't get too mad about that uh i got some questions about the movie and the logic and i got some hole poking here <laughs> uh so when aunt may like knocks on peter's like peter's like practicing his powers in his mm-hmm. room and she knocks on the door and she goes, you know, Peter, you're acting so strange lately. And he just goes, okay, thanks. She, like, definitely thinks he's jacking off. Because right? like <laughs> doesn't he say, I'm working out, I'm not dressed? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic teenager response to, I'm, I'm jerking it, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, when Peter's chasing down Uncle Ben's murderer, he just kills that guy, right? Like, he actually just, like pushes him out the window. I know nah, that the dude he tripped. doesn't. He trips. He trips. The dude trips. He's so, backing yeah. away from Spider-Man. Out the window. He trips over yeah. a weird pipe that has no business being where it is and he flies falls out the window. It's for a radiator. The radiator ain't there. Oh, okay. okay. All right. But Fair he doesn't <laughs> but he doesn't save him. So like even that line about res- like power and responsibility hasn't hit yet, right? Cuz like mm-hmm. he could have saved that guy, but there's no indication that he did. Right. Yeah. He didn't want to. He, he didn't. Just he like, chose not to. Gets, he didn't want to. He gets he what he deserves. Fall. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Those photos that he submits to Jay Jonah at uh, at the Daily Bugle, those are like incredibly close up and like really good and like all yeah. in focus. How yeah. does he explain how he gets those impossible photos? Like some of them are like twenty feet, like in the middle of the street, but twenty feet above the ground. Yep. So like, how the fuck does he explain this? Like. <laughs> Also, Didn't he say, one... I gotta protect my sources or something, or that's my business, or some shit like that, when Jay Jonah asked him, how do you get these pictures? Uh, I don't remember that line in the movie. No, I hope just, that line's in there. He just looks at him, Jonah's just like, crap, crap, bigger crap. <laughs> right. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he had them with, both in it with like, pictures in each hand. How'd you get these pictures? And, and I thought Peter was like, that's my business, or something, or, you know. Uh, you know, something never tells. Some dumb shit like this. Well, yeah, he, doesn't he, he like stacks them all up? He's like, well, I can only give you two hundred for him. Because doesn't he say <laughs> that he's friends with? Spider- I know he says that to MJ. I don't know if he says right. it to Jay Jonah. Because I don't obviously, think he said it to Jay Jonah. Yeah. Uh, you you could just and, explain that away. Just be like, yeah, I gave Spider Man the camera. He set it up and took yeah. the photo. But then Jay yeah. Jonah would be like, Jay all right, Jonah well, I'll pay him. <laughs> Jay Jonah would have demanded an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up question. But There's that one up, scene with like the real quick oh, big ups to Jay Jonah for standing up for a Spider Man. Yes, I've got that. In. Yes, I've, I've I've totally I've got like, yo Jay that's Jonah's after. a G. Yeah. He ain't telling him shit. Yeah. Um, when that armored car is getting robbed, the camera's already set up there. So how did Peter know that that armored car was going to get robbed? He hired the men to rob the car. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching to make sure it went perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine he has like a radio tuner and maybe heard the dudes being like, all right, we're going to 4th and Main. We're going to 
get the bank, and he's just sitting there like, all right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting having a sandwich, and his spidey senses went off, and then he's like, you know, wait a minute, something's going, oh, is this what's happening right now? Yeah. Uh, when Jameson covers for Peter, is Jameson a good guy? Yeah, that scene was, like, pretty incredible. The fact that he does cover for a dude who's eight feet away from him, and, like, he's done nothing yeah. but show that he's, like, a shitty person. So for him to actually, like, defend and lie to this, like, super villain who's, like, literally grabbed him by the collar. Really good mm-hmm. shit. But do you think but he I- was, say, like, protecting Peter or protecting his own interests of, like, if I lose That's this what I was just about to say. I'm not going to also these pictures be, anymore. I'm protecting uh, my source. This is my cash cow right now. This yeah. is the only guy getting these pictures of Spider-Man. I'm not giving that shit up. Yeah, I think that oh, was man. more his angle. That's I completely thought it was Peter. Fuck, that's a great call. That's a great call. J. Jonah Jameson is out for A number one. <laughs> that's it. Which is his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who has a better laugh? Green Goblin or Joker? Which Joker? Which Joker, yeah. Um, Let's keep Jared it contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep it contemporary. Let's say Heath Ledger. Well, then that's definitely um, Green Goblin. Yeah, I'd have to go Green Goblin, too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that laugh was hard However, in this movie. if it's my main man, Mark Hamill, I'm going with Mark Hamill. Yes, Mark Hamill nails the Joker's laugh. Nails it. I and, thought you were going to say Jack Nicholson, for sure. Shit, no. My number one guy. Number one guy. Oh, my Wait, God. Are we still talking? What's going on? Are we still talking plot holes here? Because I had a big yeah. one that was, jumped out at me last oh. night. Oh, yeah. I've got uh, I've got four more. Okay. Well, and good. Then, uh, then right I'll four, you'll probably on. You'll probably get it. All right. Uh, how did Norman not look under Spidey's mask when he, like, shoots him with the sleeping gas and, like, pulls him away? Right? That's not the one I was thinking yes. of. But I was like, why do villains, whenever they knock out the, the guy, like the hero, they never try to look. They only try to look in Dark Knight. That was the only time I've ever seen a villain try to pull the mask off. Mm-hmm. Next up, yeah. uh, Norman is a bad businessman. How does he not have majority control of his own company and gets ousted by his own board? Like, how did he not install, like, loyalists to his, like, uh, board of directors? He did. They're the gonna, guy like, in the sell... But he had... Mil- oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the board. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to sell Oscorp to Aerotech or whatever, like, the... Uh... The other because he's a suppliers. scientist, not no businessman. Yeah, it's gotta be it. <laughs> he is something um, of a scientist. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> that's that's what I hear. Yeah. I hear you. I cut a little rug on the chair. The pumpkin grenade instantly vaporizes people. How is this not a bigger deal? Right? <laughs> yeah. like he, he throws that grenade and just like turns people to fucking bones. Just and it's like, dude, bones. like, why are you worried about like your fucking super soldier serum or whatever? Like, you can like literally melt skin off people. Like, how is this not the most important invention in warfare of the last thousand years? <laughs> yeah, that's also that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> Guessing he didn't show that one to the general. Yeah, just I'm going to keep this one for me. And my final one, which, Colin, I don't think this was yours, so I'm sorry. But when Mary Jane is holding on to the wire of, like, the cable car for the gondola, and then Green Goblin punches uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man drops it, and then Mary Jane starts falling, and then she catches herself 40 feet below on the actual cable car. There's, like, railings that she manages to grab Mm -hmm. onto. 
So my question is, how does she not immediately dislocate both shoulders when she grabs the gondola and then just fall to her fucking death under the Brooklyn Bridge? Because a bunch of children would have watched her die. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was, okay, that was one I did. Yeah, that was what I didn't write down, was why are there so many children out this late on a cable car? I was about to say, that was late at night, too. That wasn't even, like, you know, 8 o'clock dark. Yeah, it's not like the sun just set. Yeah, Yeah, about time to make the donuts dark. That shit was dark as hell. (laughs) What are these kids doing (laughs) on this damn gondola? Mm -mm, Absolutely not. Uh, All right, those are mine. Do you guys have any others? So the one I was going to say was after the burning building scene, they both literally leave the burning building to go celebrate Thanksgiving together. They both show up at the house because, remember, they're all like, oh, you don't yeah. know where Peter is. And then he swings into the roof. He's dripping blood from the cut. They would both be reeking of smoke. Like, oh, everyone there would be like, were you guys just camping? Like, what the hell? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Why are you guys so, like, covered in soot and just, like... Are you not washing course, that off? No. and I mean, in there. Uh, Osborne's in his full suit and everything like that. And I don't know. And That transition, too, from, like, the fire building to him in the elevator, like, it was like, no one says no to me! And he does, like, a weird, like, <laughs> shaking head thing, and then it's yeah, just him, yeah. like, looking like, like he's, like, like in Mortal Kombat, like, right? Like, right after, yeah. like, finish him. Like, he's just, uh, <laughs> Fucking yeah. incredible. The transitions in this movie, amazing. Like, when he first blows up the bunker with, like, the general and shit, which, by the way, yeah. like, that's gotta be, like, a major felony right like obviously murder is bad but like murdering like a four-star general has to be like particularly bad but like the explosion transforming into like the graduation caps in the air like that yeah. shit was just so fucking good that was a good transition i remember noticing that and i was like wow that was actually pretty smooth <laughs> and artfully <laughs> yeah. done yeah yeah they had a lot of them and then they just had one that just faded to black i'm like what the fuck y'all got lazy all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> had all these great transitions now just a fade to black come on man aaron any um, any plot holes stick out to you uh the one i've always had for spider-man why is aunt may 100 years old is this great aunt may <laughs> i don't understand that is my aunt like, I'm 46 years old right now, and my aunt ain't got Aunt May white hair yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no Geritol going around that house, and I'm 46. Nope. This dude just graduating high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She looks like a stick breeze would put her in the ground. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, that was that was when I deleted. Why does everyone call her Aunt May? Like Willem Dafoe refers yeah. to her as Aunt May, Mary Jane. Yeah. I guess I can understand referring to her as Aunt May because she's like Peter's age, grew up next door. Yeah. But like literally everyone in the movie calls her Aunt May as opposed to just May. Yeah, but you know what? There's, I mean, I you know yeah, I, I know like a, a lot of people who you know call other endearment. people mom, mom. You know, yeah. the term of endearment, exactly. You yeah. know okay, I mean? but like Willem Dafoe, call, like let's you know, let's say dear. let's say Peter did call her mom. Willem Dafoe's not going to call her mom. I think no, well, but I'm saying like mother dear. You know what I mean? Like okay. like uh, mother dear. Okay. Uh, oh, here's an example. My great grandmother. The whole community called her Mama Clotilde. Her uh, name. Well, you know, we called her at the house Mama Clotilde, but it wasn't just us. People at the store. People everywhere. Is Mama Clotilde going home? Hi, Mama Clotilde. Everyone called her that. My grandfather, everyone called him Papa T. 
He wasn't none of theirs, but they all called him Papa T as he was head right. of a boys' school and stuff like that. So I take it like you said, like a term of endearment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, what should I call you? Know, oh, Aunt May is fine. That makes sense. I get right. that. So Damn. fuck you and your. I didn't grow up George. here. I didn't grow up around a lot of extended. Well, I didn't grow up around like a lot of extended families. So like I like I would never okay. call my aunt. You know, I've got an aunt named Isabel. I would never call her Aunt Isabel. I just call her Isabel. You know, but I call all not my super aunts close Aunt Whatever. Yeah, all my aunts okay. are Aunt Whatever their name is. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. What did this movie change? Uh, I'm just gonna say this movie changed fucking everything. Like this was like such a big success that that was what kind of like embolden studios to really start chasing superhero franchises with their own mm-hmm. yeah own varying degrees of success future <laughs> plans for the franchise i actually don't know if we're gonna get another tom holland spider-man movie i think the closest movie is into the spider-verse 2 i think that comes out next year or the year after oh we're definitely gonna get another tom holland i think i believe so 100%. sony's already yeah. said like another possible trilogy I think it's interesting. Oh, a whole that other no trilogy. One, That'd be cool. That no one knows what it is. So, is this the best first Spider-Man movie? Like, we got this, we've got Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, and uh, that fucking British guy whose name I can never remember. It don't matter. That's not yeah. it. Or uh, <laughs> Homecoming. Like, of, of those three, no. which is the best first Spider-Man movie? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I, you know, I don't think you could pick one i think they all have their like this one was great because it introduces us to the character right like for those of us like me who never read the comics it's just like this is spider-man this is the world he lives in these are the kind of villains he's dealing with andrew garfield's was a bit more modern like oscorp was this crazy technological like building and gwen stacy's working there and that's how he ends up getting bit and uh also the connection with um like Dennis Leary's character, uh, Captain mm-hmm. Stacy, was huge. And then you have Homecoming, where he's already Spider-Man, and he's already been Spider-Man. And it's just like, here's a team dealing with shit, but also it connected to uh, Avengers and like Michael Keaton's character just being a guy trying to make a living. Like They each kind of had their so own much. things going on about them, but I don't know that you could really say that one better than the other that's my opinion at least i think they all mm-hmm. kind of had their own things to say mm-hmm. to me amazing spider-man sucked um <laughs> all right <laughs> that's just me personally i was not I've, i'm very much a fan of andrew garfield as spider-man he might be my favorite peter parker and spider-man maybe i'm not sure but he was very good i really liked him and uh I just didn't like either of those movies. Uh, like I said, the Spider-Man movie from O2 was my favorite one until this last one and um, the the multiverse. And I was like, well, there, this, this is killing it. However, that movie with Michael Keaton was one of my favorites. I thought, like I said, they took a shit character to me, the Vulture. And gave him such a great story, made him such a great character. And the scene where the, he's man-to-man talking to him in the car, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole Spider-Man genre. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a good question, man. I think uh, 
I think I got to go with that one. That's my favorite person, Spider-Man. But it just barely gets past. You have to understand, man. I grew up watching Spider-Man. And I mean all Spider-Man. From the old uh, 60s and 50s cartoons that they had or whatever them shits was, you know? Yeah, the 67, uh, yeah. Right. From, from, you know, and that's when I I loved Iron Man. And Namor is one of my favorite characters. Because all three of these guys and Captain America, those were the cartoons that they had. You know what I mean? Mm. And Spider-Man was huge in our house. Bath towels, everything. And then they had the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. We watched the shit out of that cartoon forever. And right after that, we even watched Electric Company, which had Spider-Man on there in a costume. Mm -hmm. So Spider-Man was rampant in my upbringing, you know, when I was growing up. Spider-Man was the most recognizable shit there was. Him and Mr. T, that was it. So when I got the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I was stoked because they hit so many things on the head. But when I saw the Tom Holland one and with the eyes that would spread and, you know, you know, the, all yeah. of that. Oh, man, I, I loved it so much more. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of Spider-Man being a kid and figuring it out and we're following him as he goes. I like that mm. it started off as young as it was and him graduating, you know, school and everything with this last one. I right. like my Spider-Man being real young. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I do really want to give Amazing Spider-Man credit for, like more than the other movies, is I think they did a really good job of figuring out how to make how to make Peter Parker feel like Peter Parker without relying yep. on stereotypes. And so when I say that, I mean like this Peter Parker was like a nerd, right? Like he was very much like a '60s like Poindexter style person who was just like getting bullied by like you know like I'm surprised we didn't see him like get a wedgie kind of deal, right? Which just feels like such like an old traditional like the way Peter Parker was bullied in the '60s. But, like, that's not really Peter Parker, like, getting bullied or whatever. It's just, like, him, like, not fitting in. Him being shy. Him being sort of, like, reclusive. Right. And, and so, like, the way that Andrew Garfield was, like, just sort of on his own. Like, there was, like, that one scene where he was, like, skateboarding, like, at a warehouse or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was just him being, like, oh, I'm an outcast. Like, I don't really fit in with my friends. Like, I thought, like, that was, like, a good, smart, subtle change that felt, like, way more contemporary than anything in the Sam Ra- Raimi Spider-Man movie. Like, to show that mm-hmm. Peter... You know, like everyone on the bus, like even the bus driver, like being a fucking bully to Peter Parker in this yeah. movie was like ridiculous. Yeah. It was like a straight rip out of Forrest Gump. They didn't want That's a, Yeah, I have that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Seats taken. Yeah. Can't sit here. <laughs> Can't sit here. <laughs> oh, what the man? No. <laughs> final, final category the Matt Prater Award for outkicking your coverage. This is the actor character who did the most. With the least amount of screen time. Uh, Yes, I did the most with the least amount of screen time. I've got one, two, three, four, five nominees. Four of them are from the same scene, so stick with me. Octavia Spencer is fucking amazing in this movie. She has like two lines. She's the registration lady at the wrestling event. She's like, there ain't no featherweight division here, small fry. Next. And she would go on to win a fucking Oscar. Like, she's incredible. She's one of my favorite actresses, and she fucking crushes it here. Very good. Next nominee, Randy Savage as Bonesaw. (laughs) That Uh, was my guy right there. Yeah. Three minutes. I mean, people quote him. <laughs> the bonesaw line still like twenty years bonesaw later. Bonesaw so is ready. And... <laughs> All right, these next two I don't think deserve it, but I gotta mention him. Bruce Campbell as the announcer, 
who actually gives him the name Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. you've got to throw him in there for yeah. that alone. And then <laughs> uh, I love the Flying Dutchman, the guy who fought <laughs> Bonesaw right before. And as Peter Parker is going out, he's being wheeled out on a stretcher. He just goes, my legs! I can't feel my legs! <laughs> and he gets pulled out. <laughs> Literally just those two lines fucking kill me every time. I've been laughing at that guy for 20 years. <laughs> that guy went all in. <laughs> um, so I think the front runners are Octavia Spencer and Randy Savage. I think the winner is J.K. Simmons as as J. Jonah Jameson. Is he in the movie too much to qualify for this? Not to me. I mean, if you okay. look at the trilogy as a whole, sure. Yeah, but, I think I think he's only in like three scenes in this, so yeah. I'm going to count it. Okay, yeah, I would agree. Also, I like the Daily Bugles Jones. in the Flatiron building. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Instead of them just, like, CGIing their own building for the Daily Bugle, it's just like, no, let's put them in the, the most, like, recognizable building in New York. <laughs> that's another another eligible for the Matt Prater Award for kicking your coverage is the Flatiron building. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Jay Jonah, I mean, he kills it, but, uh, yeah. I mean, Cliff Robertson is also, he's not in it as long as I thought he was. Or, like... Mm-hmm. He's really only in what, three scenes, maybe. Yeah, maybe four. Right? It's like, don't start with me. And, 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 and don't theater, start theater. up with me. Yeah, I, I still don't hey. quite understand. Hey, Michelangelo, painting right after school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Teenagers, raging hormones. All the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's 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 definitely eligible. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I sorry. I'm just thinking back to that scene. It's like it, James Franco definitely does stand up for Mary Jane. He just wasn't shouting it the way yeah. Willem Dafoe <laughs> was, so she didn't hear that part. Yeah, he just also t- throws it all away as soon as she's like, she calls his dad a creep, and he's like, "That yeah, my dad. I hope to be half the man." That was like, "All right, well, you just shot yourself in the foot." <laughs> yeah, no, don't talk about my daddy like that. You know yeah, but also don't defend is? don't defend the guy to your girlfriend who just said do what you want with her and then broom her fast. I think <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to hard to defend that guy right after that. Uh. Um, <laughs> any any closing thoughts on on Spider Man before we wrap up? I I had especially now that we've seen the MCU up to yeah. the, its current point, and more importantly, we've seen um, No Way Home, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot that this movie had narration that starts oh, yeah. ends with him oh. doing a voiceover and I was just thinking now that this technically is MCU property right it's part of the, the storyline mm-hmm. that could theoretically Spider-Man 1 could be Tobey Maguire showing up in No Way Home and telling them his story because when we meet him in No Way Home, he's not wearing his suit. Andrew Garfield is, but Tobey Maguire is just like out buying a pack oh, yeah. of smokes <laughs> when he, <laughs> he like walks through the portal. And I was like, this could have been him talking to Ned and MJ about, yeah, this is how I became Spider-Man in my world, in my universe. Um, but I thought that was kind of an interesting, like if you ever lined up all the movies start to finish or like where they would overlap and like the different stories take place, this one could theoretically now be there. 
don't know. Just That's really interesting. Yeah, I'll, I need to rewatch Amazing Spider-Man to see if there's any narration there. I cannot remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that either. But uh, but and, and then also going along with that is I need to rewatch No Way Home. But in my mind, the multiverse would mean they all everything's happening at the same time, right? Wouldn't that kind of be the case? Like they're all That's Peter Parker think, yeah. and Spider-Man at the same time, not. Sure. Toby Maguire shows up and he's like, back when I was your age and I was <laughs> yeah, young whippersnapper of a Spider-Man. Like, it just seemed that was kind of weird. Like, shouldn't they all be, like, dealing with shit at the same time? But that's semantics. <laughs> Aaron, maybe any closing real, thoughts? Re- maybe Reed Richards will explain that to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. hopefully, he's, hopefully he's smarter in the next one, according to the internet. I don't, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> he didn't solve like a fucking equation. So you think he's dumb. Okay, cool. Have, have fun with that. <laughs> Aaron, any, any closing thoughts on Spider-Man? No, we covered a lot, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought a lot of this movie, so I was very happy with it. I'm very happy with the Spider-Man franchise. Like I said, I do think Spider-Man two and X-Men two are two of the greatest superhero movies that we've ever received i will say that i completely yeah, I agree i didn't like spider-man 2 maybe <sighs> really? i need to rewatch it again but i was like you know what this whole thing took a shit right here why did they do this one oh, but man. again no. re- re- and, and rewatch three was it, the yeah. worst Ugh. Three, yeah three, three is great. a given that it was terrible but uh yeah. the sandman stuff is good but uh man besides that hey, sandman looked good yeah but, oh, he looked great, and he had—he yeah. actually had the waves, didn't he? <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> he was pretty close, yeah. Not actual, but he was close. He was close. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. Um, parting words: uh, If you like this movie, check out uh, a story called Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And if you want a super ongoing Spider-Man, the the comic that more or less inspired this movie, like certain changes, like why it's Mary Jane instead of Gwen Stacy, check out Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Um, super fun book, and there's like 170 issues, so it's an easy one to get lost in. And it's just, what if Spider-Man started today in the year 2000 mm-hmm. instead of in the 60s? So that's a super fun book. Uh, besides that, you made it this far, which means... Uh, you're awesome. So thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and subscribe. Uh, spread the word. The more people who listen, the more likely we are to get cool people on the show. I've been talking to some editors lately. I'm very excited about getting some people who have a long history at Marvel on just to pick their brains to death about all the cool things they've been able to do with all these cool characters. Uh, please follow at PurpleBird616 for updates on the show. And if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns about Spider-Man 2002, or any upcoming movie. I think the next movie we're going to cover is probably Daredevil. And I think Aaliyah specifically requested that she she does that one. So we can talk about the soundtrack in particular. Uh, besides that, we are gearing up to talk about House of M. I think that story is coming in August. Uh, we got a couple other stories I want to cover before we get there, though, just so we're ready. But thank you so much for listening to Shortbox Summary. Colin, thank you so much for joining your first podcast you're you're a podcaster now congratulations put that on the resume (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) yeah aaron thank you so much for coming back always a pleasure to dork out about movies with you as a member of the black delegation uh you honor us with your presence really appreciate it (laughs) is that on a a business card no no (laughs) my business card says magician (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to Short Fox Summary, and we will be back in your ears next week. Bye.